Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. In checking elsewhere around North Dakota, wind and cold and snow shut down what fishing activity there generally was on Devil's Lake and other lakes across North Dakota. Prior to the abrupt reminder that winter is approaching, and maybe even here, anglers were still finding nice walleye success in Deepwater Bay, the Van Hook Arm, and around the Newtown area in the midsection of Lake Skakwea. They were even finding some walleye activity on Lake Audubon yet, and the smallmouth bass were still producing in the early morning hours in shallow water. But activity was light in the Missouri River tail race during the day, and the attention in the outdoor world in North Dakota is definitely on deer gun season, and the fact that weather iced over many small, mid-sized, and even some larger lakes for waterfall hunting, although ice conditions aren't conducive for walking, whether it's deer hunting along some cattails by a wetland, or even thinking about early season ice fishing. Scratch that idea. What it did was concentrate birds on open water and start movement of northern birds with good numbers of geese in northeast North Dakota and the Devil's Lake area. But again, wetlands and even larger lakes iced over. Birds will move to the big water bays of Lake Sakakawea and Lake Audubon and the open water of the Missouri River. There are good numbers of snow geese across east central North Dakota earlier in the week, but wetlands and lakes also mostly iced over there and birds could move out quickly. The wind and cold probably played a role in opening weekend deer hunting activity, deer movement, and deer success. The areas impacted by last year's EHD outbreak probably won't get the attention they normally would either. With the deer gun season underway, it's a good idea for upland hunters to wear hunter orange vests and even consider putting one on your favorite four-legged hunting companion who's working hard for those roosters. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We got Mike Janot of uh, the Sandhills Archery Club in West Fargo. Sandhill archers have been around for a very, very long time, um, and I'm excited to hear about everything they got going. How you doing, Mike? I'm very good. Thank you. So you guys are in West Fargo or just outside of West Fargo, and you have a 26 acre facility there with all kinds of different things what's what's some of the things that you have there on the 26 acres 
Well, we have a practice range out to 100 yards that gets utilized a lot. We have a 3D course that meanders through our trees. We have some paths that we got some crushed asphalt laid down that uh, that gets utilized a lot, especially come hunting season. And then uh, we have a fishing pond. And then on the uh, other end, we have a field course. If you're familiar with field archery, all it's kind of like a kind of like golf with your bow. Um, mm. And that's a, that, that's kind of a unique. Not many ranges have the room for a, a field course, but we got one of them too. So. And I believe you got an indoor course as well, right? Yeah, we have a 30-yard indoor range. You know, it, it come wintertime, that becomes very popular with our league season and, and uh, just the people that want to keep shooting. So. so, so, and I had asked you this off air uh, when we first talked here a week or so ago. I, yep. I was expecting that, you know, competitive archery is very popular, which is what leagues are all about. Um, yep. and I was expecting a lot of your members to be competitive, but you said a lot of them are hunters. Mostly. Yep. You know, North Dakota being a hunting state, we, we have a, a there's a, a smaller group of us that are real competitive that do travel the nation going to some competitive type shoots. There's maybe a third or more of our members that will come to a 3d shoot if we have one, but yeah, most of them are just hunters. What a great place. What a great organization to help whatever end of the sport you're on, whether you're a competitive shooter or a hunter to help sharpen your skills, right. And, and share information, share knowledge with your uh, folks that, that share that passion. Mike, tell us a little bit about the organization. Now, do you have to be a member to come out there and use the facilities? And if so, how do, you know, how do you get signed up? What are the parameters of membership? We don't have an employee. So yeah, to to shoot at Sandhills, you do have to have a membership and everything's done online on our website at sandhillsarchers.org basically once you're a member you get a, a key card and you get 24 7 access to the ranges and whether you want to go indoor or outdoor i'm assuming right now since a lot of them are hunters the ranges get relatively busy this time of year especially on weekends it does come august we start seeing a big influx um especially on the outdoor course outdoor ranges that gets real busy and that's nice to see um it it'll all Thanksgiving, you'll start slowing down until after New Year's. Then we'll we'll see we're, we'll pick up on our indoor type seasons and our, our our league seasons start in January. So let's talk about that about leagues a little bit about it. What are some of the different options you have? What's it like to be in a league? What do you do? How long does it take? Is it a huge time commitment? Uh, those kinds of things. Sure, we have for our Monday a little bit more competitive type guys. We do. Uh, a 300 league where we're shooting at a piece of paper, scoring ourselves, shooting a piece of paper. That's at 20 yards. And that's an hour and a half to two hours, depending upon, you know, how much socializing we're doing at night. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we run 3D league. And that is the most popular. Um, people like shooting the home animals more than anything, but that's Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And Friday nights, we do a free youth night. So kids, um, under the age of 14-ish, um, can come out, whether you have your own equipment or not, we do have some bows, and they can come out and shoot. And uh, we usually try to do a little food snack for them, but that's, uh, we do run that for about an hour and a half or two hours on Friday nights for, for the youth. So with, uh, you know, high school trap shooting has gotten hugely popular over the last it, it, number of years, as it has. now high school angling has in our local area, um, sure. thanks, thanks in large part to my 
buddy here, Kyle, who I'm staring at, uh, extremely humble Kyle, but is there any talk of maybe doing anything with archery and are you seeing a lot more of the high school kids coming out? I know up here we have the NAS program, National National Archery in the Schools program. Um, And that is big. Um, It it starts in elementary and and it does go through high school. But the the transition from that to somebody that's going to grab a hunting bow or a a full-on target bow is very, very low. And that's something that we've spent a lot of time in trying to figure out how we can get those people to continue with archery. Um, And it's just little things like, like our Friday night kids night, or we, and we do have an education program where we'll do beginner classes. Um, we gain some of those guys that, that are looking to further their archery. So do you do any, uh, any like seminars, any teaching, anything like that there, or is it all just people come out, they do their own stuff and they go home? No, we do do some classes. Um, we typically, the most popular are beginner classes. Um, actually my wife, coordinates most of that me and her are, are certified coaches through usa archery we try to do a class a month um it, you know there's busy times in the summertime it's harder to get people to come out and it's harder for us to actually put on a class but that's where you can introduce people to archery we've tried doing more advanced classes and it's, it's hard to get people to show up I mean, we get a, we get a few but they're not as popular Hey, Mike, you know, one of the, the things as I look at the sport of archery, we've got a range from all the way from those people shooting longbows and doing the more more primitive uh, basic archery uh, all the way up to, to, you know, your compound bows, but also your crossbows and everything else. Are are folks welcome to, to bring whatever they are using out there? Or is there limitations on any of that stuff? The, no, there's no limitations. Um, the, the crossbow thing is, is kind of new to us. Um, partially, we're unfamiliar with it. But yeah, we, there's been a lot of talks of the, that's becoming real popular. And, and I can understand this were different aspects where, where that is needed. And we're just kind of starting to, to get into that a little bit now. But we have a lot of traditional guys. Um, you know, compound is number one for the most part. But yeah, we got all kinds out there. So let's talk a little bit about leagues again. Uh, we got about a little over a minute left. Um, if people want to sign up, when are these leagues and, and when do sign up start and what does it cost? Sign ups will usually start, um, end of December. What we'll, we'll start, it's online mostly nowadays we, at our, at our website, <clears throat> but they start about the second issue in the middle of January and they run for about 12 weeks, um, into March a little bit. So. Okay. Um, yeah. and a yeah. couple of times now you have alluded to the website, uh, what is the uh, the address to get there so people so our listeners can yep, find it's, it? It's sandhillsarchers.org. Perfect. That's awesome. And where is the facility located at? We we are on the west side of West Fargo. We kind of border the diversion um, on the west side of West Fargo, just north of the interstate. All right. So this is Mike Janot of Sandhills yep. Archery Club. Thank you very much for coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.